Hey guys, and welcome to episode number 73, How to Feel Better. Welcome to the Solo Women Travel Tribe podcast, where life coach and solo travel expert, Zena teaches you how to feel confident, empowered, and prepared to take on any solo travel experience. Here is your host, who is not afraid to say it like it is, Zena Jones. Hello, my friends. How are you all doing? Welcome back to the podcast. I just want to tell you, it is so beautiful here in New Zealand right now. So it's, at the time I'm recording this, it's the beginning of November. In the past few days, it has literally been 30 degree, like peak summer weather. So if that's a sign of things to come, it is going to be good here, which I am so excited for. I love summertime. It's my favorite time of year. Anyway, enough about the weather. (laughs) Today I want to tell you guys how to feel better. I want to give you some of the goodness that I have been sharing in the five-day training, which we are halfway through. Now, I did mention that on the last podcast episode, and if you want to get in on that, you can watch all of the videos via the replay, and you might be able to catch a couple live. You just need to visit www.solowomentravelltribe.com slash feel better. And you just pop your name and email in and you will get access to that. But anyway, I'm going to give you a bit of a taste today of basically the very first video and what I ran through with all of the women inside there. So yeah, how to feel better. Let's dive in. Okay, so when people, when we ask people what they really want in life, it usually comes down to some version of, I just want to be happy. When you break it down and you dig a little deeper, it usually means I just want to be happy all of the time. And we talk about it in this way that implies that we either all of a sudden like stumble upon and find happiness or one day we will achieve it and attain it, right? So today I really want to bring this back to the basics. And that is that happiness doesn't come from traveling or getting a new car or a new job or a promotion. Now, how do we know that? Because we have all experienced something along those lines and it didn't bring us happiness. I want to share with you guys a trip I went on. So I went with a friend to Cuba and Mexico. And this was a few years back now, maybe three-ish years ago. And I thought, I was so excited for this trip. I've always wanted to go to Mexico and looking at Cuba, I was like, oh my God, that's a dream to tick that off my bucket list. I was so excited. I thought this would be one of the best trips I'd ever been on. I was going to be so happy. It was going to be so fun, right? Now, it started off with a slight hitch. So we flew into LA. Our flight from LA down to Mexico City was delayed. So by the time we eventually got to Mexico City, we had missed our flight connecting to Havana, Cuba. Now, we had to buy a whole new flight We had to find our own accommodation and spend a night in Mexico City. So it started off kind of stressful, but, you know, everything was figureoutable. And then when we actually arrived in to Cuba, two days in, I got so sick. 
Like I got really sick and I'm, we're on a tour, an intrepid tour going around Cuba and we're having to move around and kind of follow the group and stuff. And it was awful. I did not enjoy it. My experience of Cuba wasn't great, unfortunately, because I got sick. And this trip was in no way a happy experience for me. I was sick right up until I arrived back home in New Zealand. So it just goes to show that even though I thought it would be amazing, it actually wasn't, right? So I want to bring it back to this. All of our emotions, including happiness, are created in our minds. Now, a lot of the messages that we see through social media, through TV advertising and magazines, they try to tell us that happiness is created outside of us. And so many of us are like brainwashed in a way by these messages to think that we need to chase something outside of ourselves to change how we feel. And advertising banks on us believing it. They are selling it that way. And I want to use weight loss as an example here because I can definitely use my own story that the weight loss industry sells thinness as the secret to happiness. They sell, you know, having a flat stomach and, you know, abs and a toned body as the secret to being happy. Now, I used to believe that. I really bought into that from about the age of, I think, around 14, 15, right up until I was either 27 or 28. I honestly believed that if I could just be thin, I would be happy. And not only would I be happy, I actually believed that my whole life would basically be rainbows, daisies and unicorns. Like everything would fall into place. I would meet the man in my dreams. I would all of a sudden become rich and I would get to travel around the world helping people in some capacity, right? Now, when I finally lost the weight, I was in my early 20s and I got down to the skinniest or slimmest I have ever been in my life. And the funny thing here it was one of the most unhappiest times in my life, right? I'm at least probably 20 kilos heavier, which is roughly, I think, 40-something pounds or more. Um, and I am so much happier now, right? But I really believed that if I could just be thin, I would be happy. And even after, even after that experience in my early 20s, I continued to chase down trying to be thin because I believed if I could just be thin, I would be happy, right? So I want to ask you two questions. What will be different when you finally achieve this? Whatever it is you want to achieve, like if it's happiness, what will be different when you finally achieve that? And what will be exactly the same? So for a lot of us, we think that when we finally get our happiness, like I said, everything will be rainbows, daisies and unicorns. We think that everything in our life will just fall into place. Now, the only reason any of us want anything is because of how we think we will feel in the getting or having of it. And unfortunately, it wasn't taught to us in schools, right? This kind of thing wasn't taught to us. That the only reason you want something or you want to avoid something is because of how you think you will feel in the getting of it or avoiding it. 
And all of our emotions, including happiness, all of our emotions are created in our minds. Now, here's the best part. Our feelings are created by our thoughts. So wouldn't it be really great to learn how to think on purpose in order to have the feelings that you want to feel so that you can feel better? Now remember, our thoughts create our feelings. Now, our feelings are super important because they drive all of our actions. They are like our fuel. So what you think about creates the way that you feel and what you feel determines what you do, how you show up in the world. So how we feel is ultimately determined by us. It is determined by what we choose to think. So my question for you is, what is it that you want to feel? And are you believing that you need something outside of yourself in order to feel that? So for example, you wanted to feel happiness or excitement or just at peace. Maybe you want to feel like a sense of freedom or you want to feel joyful or just maybe calm. So when everyone learns this and understands that their thoughts create their feelings, straight away, the first thing they usually say to me is, great, so how do I change my thoughts? <laughs> how do I fix myself? And you don't need fixing. You are not broken, right? So how do you change your thoughts? Not too quickly. You first have to notice them. You have to pay attention to them. You have to find them. You have to see them happening and hear them happening. It's like Awareness. Awareness is the first step, right? I want to give you a couple of examples of this from my own life recently. So when I've thought about this online training series, this five-day series I have created called How to Feel Better, and I think about that and I have had a thought, I have been where these women are and I can help them feel better. And when I think that, I have been where these women are and I can help them feel better. I feel determined, right? Now, when I think about the cat here at my dad's house, where I'm staying at the moment, there are two cats here and one of them is my absolute favorite. And I have a thought every time I see his little face, every time I see him, I literally, I'll often say it to him. <laughs> I love you so much. But I have a thought, I love him so much and he is seriously the best cat in the world. I think that over and over and I tell him that on repeat and I feel so much love for that thought. Now, I want to take a minute to just explain what our thoughts are. So thoughts are the sentences running through our minds, right? They're everything we hear in our heads. Okay, thoughts are our observations or our opinions about things. They are the stories that we tell ourselves and we tell others. And to give you an idea, we have roughly 65,000 thoughts per day. What? Now, feelings, I describe, so feelings are always a one word description of how we feel. Okay, a one word description of how we feel. And I describe it as like a vibration that we experience in our bodies, 
okay? So all of our feelings are caused by our thoughts, all right? Now, often people will say to me, but what about when someone dies? Like, that just can't be true, right? And it's like, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> I'll give you an example. So for example, my grandma died two days ago and I didn't know that she had passed away, okay? So today somebody rings me and says, hey, I'm just calling to let you know that grandma passed away. As soon as they tell me that news, I have a thought such as, oh my God, I will never get to see her again. I'm so sad I didn't get to say goodbye and I will feel grief and I will feel sadness, right? But the thing is, if you think about it, she actually died two days ago, but because I didn't know, nobody had told me, I had not yet had a thought about it, right? So when somebody dies, our feeling of grief and our feelings of sadness, which is, you know, very hard to experience, I, I completely understand that, it still comes from a thought that we have about that happening, right? Now, the feeling, as I said, it comes from the thought that we have about the person dying. Now, that may seem like a minor detail, but it is everything. Because how you choose to think about something determines how you feel about it. So take going to work, for example. When you think about, say, going back to work today or going to work tomorrow, what you think about going to work determines how you feel about it. And that is why two people in the exact same job, exact same role, could have a totally different experience. One person might think, I can't wait to get stuck into this project today and catch up with everyone after the weekend. And they feel great, positive, happy, excited, right? Whereas somebody else going into the exact same role, exact same job might think, I hate having to go to work. This sucks. I wish I could just win lotto and just travel all the time. Ugh. And they would feel miserable, right? Like they're unhappy, pretty negative. And their experience is completely different, right? Now, why is it? Why is it that their experiences are so different? Because all of your thoughts cause your feelings. Now, repetition here is totally key. It's worth repeating all of this because it isn't well known. It is not well known that what you think about something determines the way that you feel. And it's a life changer. <laughs> It really is, right? So if you want to know what you are feeling, just pause for a minute and ask yourself, what am I feeling? Maybe you feel anxious or maybe it's excited or intrigued or confused. But what is the one word description of how you feel? And then ask yourself, what are the thoughts that are creating this? Why am I feeling this way? What are my thoughts? Right? Now this is one of the most powerful things you can ever know because you can have any feeling you want if you can find a thought to think and believe it. Right? So you find 
a thought you believe and you can think it over and over and have that feeling, right? And the same goes if you're having a feeling you don't want. The best news is that you are creating it. You might not want to hear that, (laughs) but I promise you it's great news, right? Because other people and things they do and say and everything outside of you, it doesn't determine how you feel. You do. You have the ability to change the way you feel and feel better. Okay? Now, I'm going to call it an end to this here, but I want to invite you guys, if this really resonates with you and you want more, I want to invite you guys to join that training, How to Feel Better. Just visit solowomentraveltribe.com slash feelbetter. And you can get so much more of this goodness. I'm doing live coaching in there today and I am so excited. So excited. (laughs) Can you guys tell? (laughs) All right, my friends. Also, that's what I wanted to tell you is I have created a four-step process teaching you how to feel better. And that is available inside that free training I'm doing. So if you want to get your hands on that four-step process on how to feel better, make sure you head on over there and check it out. Okay, everybody, I hope you have a magical, amazing week. Safe travels to everybody who is moving around. Huge love to you all, and I will speak to you again next week. Take care, my friends. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and you want more, then make sure you grab a copy of my Ultimate Solo Travel Mindset Guide. Just visit www.solowomentraveltribe.com slash guide to get your copy today. Feel confident, feel prepared, and feel empowered for your solo travel journey.